Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome everyone to episode number 17 of the Deep Drive in the Left Field podcast. My name is Jack, otherwise known as Emily Nerds on Instagram, and I'm here with my co-host Ryan, otherwise known as uh, Yankee Stat Talk on YouTube. Today's podcast, we're going to be doing a thorough NL Central offseason review and outlook into the season. We're going to be going over uh, those signings that the Brewers made uh, and the entire division, excuse me, not just the Brewers, thought about the Brewers for a second. Signings, trades, acquisitions, you know, projections, whatever it is, we're going to be going over that. As per usual, we'll also be doing our uh, offseason grades and war draft. We're also going to be talking about uh, the two moves that happened recently since our last podcast, pretty briefly, the Salvador Perez extension and the Lance McCullers extension. We'll also be doing NL, uh, NL Central themed trivia. Uh, at the end, as we usually do. Uh, before we get into it, big thank you to Relevant for sponsoring today's podcast. Relevant is by far the uh, best social networking app out there if you want to connect on people with a common interest, whether it's sports, any kind of hobby, really, sports in particular. It's amazing there. You should go check it out. Make sure you download the app. Uh, visit the link in our description uh, at Deep Drive Pod or in mine at Elmby Nerds on Instagram or obviously just download the app store at Relevant. Uh, let's get into it. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. So uh, this has been our f- first few acquisitions in a minute, like major moves that have happened. Uh, we'll start with the uh, more of a negative, on a negative note, just again, a positive. Royal signed Salvador Perez to a four-year, $82 million extension with a vesting option. On the fifth year, it's worth $13 million. Uh, the extension starts in 2022. Uh, right off the bat, I think Ryan and I both agree with this. This is an absolutely terrible extension. Perez is, in my eyes, a borderline top 20 catcher. I actually have him around 22. Uh, I could see him in the top 20, but like like I said, still might even be a bit of a stretch. Uh, it depends on if you believe he can repeat his 2020 or come close to it. Um, I do have Perez 22, like I said, on my catcher's list. Um, I don't think this is a good signing. I think there are guys like fucking Tyler Flowers is probably a better player, and he's still unsigned. And I understand Flowers is older. He's probably more of a rental option. I, I do also understand that Perez has been there his whole career. But even though he's like a hometown guy, people are making that argument. It's not worth it. I don't, I don't care. It's not worth $20 million just for sentiment. And Perez is not worth $20 million at all. And you're not even counting regression. Like he's not going to be worth $20 million likely in one season. Uh, unless he gets super hot like he did in 2020. Regression, you know, he's projected, I think at some point, the entire contract is projected to be paid like $10 million per war. If you include Zip's uh, re- regression, which I don't think is harsh enough actually for somebody like Perez, who's been pretty not great, honestly. I mean, like he was okay. He, he's been pretty bad defender his entire career. He's been a pretty league average hitter, which is slightly above average for catchers, but it's nothing special. Obviously, there are better hitting catchers out there that are potentially better defense. So, I mean, it really it is what it is. Um, nothing really. I don't get it at all. But, Ryan, what are your thoughts on this Alberto Perez signing or extension? Excuse me. So here's the first thing. He's 30 years old, which makes yeah. this even weirder. Like, he's a 30 year old catcher. And you mean four years? You know, we, yeah. He's yeah, 30 in May, the, and in 32. Yeah. So think of the catchers who were like around that age who got these, who got like four to five videos. We're talking Yasmani Grandal and JT Riomuto. Yasmani Grandal and JT Riomuto are widely considered to be the definite top two catchers in all of baseball. Um, and so for him to get that kind of money is nuts. It's ludicrous. Um, if you wanted to say, okay, but you know, he can continue his 2020 success. Then why didn't he get a James McCann contract? 
where it would be four years, 40 million or something of that sort. I know you're not a big fan of the McCann contract, but at least that sets the precedent. Of, shit. Like, honestly, but if you're going to, if you're going to bank, on, cause I think they're similar ages as well. If you're going to bank on their 2020, then why did he get, Grand Dollar and JT money, you have like, did they not have leverage? Did like, did was there another team that was going to give them that money? That's the thing, they bid against themselves. Like, I understand, no, maybe I would understand if it's like they really want to keep them and you know, it's the off season and you know, another team offers him 82 million for four years. Obviously, I still would tell them just don't do it, just stay far, just stay clear of that. But if they really wanted to bring them back, I can see that argument of like, hey, they drove up the price on Perez, so we had to pay him this money. Who was bidding against you? Like, what team was going to give him that money? Like, (laughs) I bet if McCann, even if a guy like McCann flopped, the Mets would still not give Perez that money. And the Mets have a ton of money. If the Yankees, let's say Sanchez doesn't work out this year, and and he has a bad year, they're not giving him that money. No one's giving him $82 million. Nobody's committing $82 million to him. This is the dumbest idea I've ever seen in my life. They Not only did they give him an overpay, but like at least with the McCann contract, they were bidding against other people. They bid against themselves. They were probably just saying there, 60 million. No, 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 70 million. No, 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 80 million. Like it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's the dumbest contract they've ever seen. And they're a small market team too. They don't even have that much money to spend. I agree with you 100 percent I don't know how much else how much else needs to be said there. It's really a terrible, blatantly terrible contract. I really don't know. And you might say, like, you know, small market teams, they should be spending, and they should, but they shouldn't be spending like this, you know. They should be spending on guys or are good players, not Salvador Perez, who's like kind of an average player, you know. Anyways, uh, we'll, we'll stop with the Perez thing. Uh, we'll move on to the next extension. Lance McCullers signed a five-year, $85 million contract with the Houston Astros extension, first reported by John Heyman. Extension kicks in in 2022. Uh, now, for me, right off the bat, great signing. You know, he was injured for a bit. $17 million is, I believe, what it is. Um, and he's absolutely worth that. If he's not even – like, he could, you know – Assuming, obviously, the COVID market, everything will probably get back to normal at some point. McCullers is a very good pitcher. Some people kind of forget that because 2020, bit of a weird year, obviously. 2019, Tommy John surgery. Uh, 2017, he was lights out against the Yankees in the playoffs, obviously, through like 27 curveballs. You're never going to forget that about forget about that one. Uh, it is what it is, but great sign for the Astros, especially because they're going to be losing Greinke next year, probably. And even if they don't, you know, Greinke's getting super old. Verlander as well. So, and... I mean, their rotation is kind of solid, though. They still have Oda Rizzi, and they still have Rambler Valdez, who I actually think is going to be very, very good at some point soon. Uh, but making sure you, like, ink, uh, lock up McCullers, especially with guys like Forrest Whitley being incredibly disappointing with injuries and, and suspensions, whatever. Getting a guy like McCullers, locking him up, $17 million per year, pretty cheap. I'm all for it. Ryan, what are your thoughts? I agree uh, in a sense that I think they're basically saying we'd rather we, – we're going to take the risk of him maybe being injury-prone and, you know, maybe – uh, we're paying right at market value for a guy like him with, because if he had a really good year this year, he was going to get a ton of money simply because, and a lot more, you know, just because of the fact that pitching, I mean, people play a, pay a premium for pitching. You like, he could have gotten a Corbin contract if he had p- pitched really, really good this year. Cause I could, would consider them pretty similar pitches in the sense that they've had major league success or at that time where they both had major league success. And if McCullers would have come off of a healthy, really good year, he'd probably get a pretty big contract of that, uh, kind of that price range. And you don't want to be paying 20 plus million dollars when you have Korea to extend as well. You have some pieces you want to just, you want to keep pieces around. You don't want to, you want to continue to improve your team. 
paying lock, making sure that coming into the offseason, when you're going to consider extending a guy like Correa, who may be going out and getting better and adding to your team, you know that McCullough is going to still be there. And you know that you're that okay, that $17 million is allocated there. It's a smart thing to do. I think teams should always try to extend their players when they're young. Give them more, if they're young players, give them the years. Look, your big market team, you can take, you know, a decent, mediocre, slightly, or maybe below average player at like a $15 million price range in five to six years, adjusting for inflation or $17 million price range. This is a perfectly good contract and they're taking a very good, a very good gamble that's probably going to work out in their favor. And they might be underpaying him uh, if he just stays healthy this year. I agree with pretty much everything you said there. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of it for those two acquisitions. Uh, so we'll move into our uh, NL Central Offseason review. We'll start with the uh, bottom dollars, Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, they made a couple moves this offseason. They uh, traded Josh Bell. They traded Jamison Tyone to the Yankees, traded Joe Musgrove to the Padres. Uh, didn't make too many signings. They signed Todd Frazier, who apparently was doing really well in spring training last time I checked. Not that it matters, really. He's wearing number 99, so I guess he uh, idolizes Aaron Judge. Either way, uh, Pirates, actually kind of a decent offseason. I mean, they did what they had to do. I kind of actually like Eddie Ian, who is return for the Josh Bell trade. I, I don't really think Josh Bell is very good. Uh, just in terms of a first baseman being above average hitter, not much else there, you know. And uh, I, I kind of like that trade for the Pirates. I like the Musgrove trade for the Pirates. I actually think Hudson has been pretty good. Um, I do like Joe Musgrove a lot. As I know Ryan does as well. We both wanted them, the Yankees. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But we got Jameson Tyon as well. Very happy about that. But I actually do think Miguel Yahure uh, is going to be pretty solid. Uh, Cannon Smith, I don't know too much about uh, Ronzi uh, Contreras apparently is going to be pretty solid. Again, I don't know too much about him. I'm more familiar with uh, Yahure, who I think he'll be a pretty solid pitcher, really. Uh, I think he'll be a serviceable starter, really, especially with the Pirates. He could kind of slot in there behind Stephen Brault, be their number two, unless I'm forgetting anybody particularly, but they're pirate. the Pirates are just such a fucking bad team. Uh, it is what it is, though. Uh, Pirates offseason, I mean, I thought it was pretty solid just, just based on what they were doing. Obviously, they're not here to compete, and they traded their valuable players for prospects. So, Brian, what are your thoughts on the Pirates offseason? Excuse me. So, for me, I, I think that they had a very, very good offseason. They flipped Musgrove and Ty- Tyone, first off. He was going to be free agent in two years. Same with Musgrove, I believe. Tyone's coming off of Tommy John surgery. And the, I, the fact that they got good value for him is great. Um, they really don't have to, like, I, I think the deal, like, I, I love the fact that the Yankees got time, obviously, but I really thought the Pirates hit it out the park with that trade. I love, I think your is going to be really good. And if your hurry is a decent major league player, you've immediately won the trade, or you've at least won on your part of the trade because you got something for Tyone. Uh, for Musgrove, they got a bunch of prospects for him. And then for Bell, I love that trade because, I mean, it would have been nice for them to have sold him at his highest value, which was after 2019. Um, that would have been nice. But considering the fact that these are guys like outside of Musgrove, all these guys were at their low value wise and they were able to get some decent value for them. It's pretty impressive on my end, uh, in my opinion. Uh, they got to just keep tanking, keep rebuilding. You're not going to be a good team right now. The NL Central is really weak. You can just kind of figure it out over the next year or two. I don't think any team in that division has a really bright future in the immediate future. I don't think the Pirates do either, but maybe in three years down the road when that seat, when a lot of the young guys are coming up, uh, maybe you can make a push at the NL Central considering that I just don't think the future is very bright there in that division. Um, it's just, I, I think they're setting, so they're setting up a really nice foundation for the future and I hope they can continue doing that. 
And Jackson, what are your thoughts on the Pirates offseason? You know, the Pirates are such a, such a weird team. They completely overhauled all of their coaching. And I think a lot of their front office, I mean, Ben Charrington's in there now, but mm-hmm. I think the moves they made are, are suitable for them. They're not going to even come close to competing. I thought maybe with Tyon and Musgrove, maybe they'd win 75 games and get lucky. And, you know, the NL Central's just that bad. But now you trade your top two pieces. You're really just looking for another development year. I think the pieces they got were fine. I don't think they, they really won a trade by a lot or lost a trade by a lot. But I think they set themselves up to be competitive in a couple of years, see if Mitch Keller can actually pitch well this year. I doubt it, but who knows? Uh, I mean, this team has a lot of okay talent with some decent stuff coming up the pipeline. I guess O'Neill Cruz didn't do anything, I guess. So maybe he'll, he'll be a, yeah. a part of the future. So I think what they're doing, they're just on the right track. I don't think they had a great offseason. I don't think they had a bad offseason. I think they're just chugging along. All right, grades. By the way, James is not here. Uh, if you're wondering where he is, he's, I don't know, in Hawaii or something like that. Uh Anyways, grades. I give the Pirates a B. Uh, yeah, I'll give them a B. I'll give them a B. All right, so I guess with that, James, we all agree. Um, moving on to the Cincinnati Reds. Now, the Reds didn't do too much this offseason. Uh, they traded – they non-tendered Archie Bradley, which is a bit surprising. Actually, I don't know. They're really trying to cut costs. But they non-tendered Archie Bradley. They let Trevor Bauer walk in free agency. They traded Rysel Iglesias. And that was kind of it. I mean, they didn't do too much. Uh, they still have Castellanos, they still have Moustakis, they still have their entire team who really underperformed offensively last season. I think their rotation is actually pretty solid. Big TJ Anton fan and Tyler Malley, I think those guys are very good. Very good. I think they'll be very good. Um, their bullpen's really bad, but, you know, bullpen, again, you can find guys. It's, it's like bullpens can easily go from bad to good very quickly. But um, anyways... I, I, I think the Reds, you know what, they didn't have a good offseason just because they didn't do anything, but it's not like they lost anything that was going to make them a title contender just because obviously Bauer's a good pitcher, but they weren't going to win really. They weren't like really contenders, I don't think, with him to begin with. Um, they still have a very solid line. Apparently, they're trying out Suarez at shortstop and Jonathan India at third base or second base. I don't know exactly what they're doing, which sounds like a, a recipe for fucking disaster. Uh, whatever it is, though, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I don't really trust the Reds offensively i think they're pitching they got the driveline guys over there big fan of that tj anton it's gonna be very good this year if he's a long reliever or a starter either way he'll be very good tyler malley as well like i said uh that's kind of it for me uh, reds didn't really do anything so ryan what are your thoughts on the reds offseason well i i mean i agree that they, they i mean they didn't really do much so like you know like what do i say there uh but here's the thing with them they're terribly run they they announced today that at uh TJ is not going to be in the rotation, which I think is kind of crazy. Oh, I think you have to, oh, no, there it is. You have to start him. I'm sorry. You have to start that guy. That guy is a very he's has really, a lot really, of really good. Exactly. And, and then on top of that, MLB Nerd's Instagram account, which helps. But. I'm pretty sure, like, so I was hearing about this because uh, Max Greenfield was on a was on a live stream podcast kind of thing, right? And I was listening into it, and mm-hmm. he was talking with uh, he was talking with someone, and the conversation got to the Reds. Jonathan India is a, a, was a third baseman, I think, coming up. And Moustakas has played second for a pretty long period of time. He's a pretty serviceable second baseman defensively. Uh, and we all know he can hit. Um, they're moving India to second and Moustakas to third. India is a third baseman. 
Moustakas also was, but like yeah, uh, but I mean, you already have Moose playing second, and India is a third base. I mean, Moustak is really the same defender, really. I mean, I think he might be a little better defensively at second base than he is at third base. But if Jonathan India has been playing third base his entire minor league career, why are you moving him to second? And then another thing, these guys have no direction. They were going to be selling in the beginning of the offseason. Then they're not. Then they're trying to compete. Then they're not. Like, they're not good enough to do anything. They're, I don't even think they can win the NL Central. I think it's a very sm- – I think they're, like, the third or fourth best team in the Central. And that is a really bad division. So that's telling you a lot already. Um, they're going to be basically saying, all right, uh, we're going to be we're going to be content being a 75 to 78 win team. We're going to keep trying to add. They gave two big contracts last offseason to Mustakis and Castillos, and immediately the season following, the first thing they said to themselves, the first thing they asked was, "Hey, should we keep competing?" So they're in year one of two four year <laughs> deals. They have Bauer, who's a who was an impending free agent. They did all this stuff, and they still don't know what they're trying to do. They know if they're trying to compete, trying to rebuild. They're just completely lost. They're in what I would consider to be the worst place you could be as a sports franchise. You're not good enough to win a a title. You're not even good enough to win your division. You're not bad enough to say you're rebuilding, nor to say you have a flourishing farm that's going to, you know, blossom into an elite core with a great management, great player development. You are in purgatory. You're going to be mediocre for a while. You might luck into a playoff spot and then in five years would be irrelevant have to sell all these players. Yeah. I mean, Good thing the Reds did sign Castellanos because we wouldn't have the legendary home home run call without him. Actually, we could have avoided other things too, potentially, but that were far worse. Anyways, Jackson, what are your thoughts on the Reds offseason? Uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't, they didn't do anything. They got what, Sean Doolittle. Right about that. Max, Max Schrock, who has like threw a couple innings last year as a position player. That's all I know about him. Uh, Cam Bedrosian, cool. Kyle Holder, forgot about him too. Kyle Holder. Him. Uh, they uh, traded for like Colonel Perez or however the hell you say it. Tyrone Aquin. I mean, these aren't. Uh, yeah, Ryan kind of hit on the head here. What are they doing? Like, do they have any direction? I mean, their prospects are all right. Like, it's not the worst thing I've seen. I like Jose Garcia. I like Austin Hendrick. I like Nick Lodolo. But this team has really no direction. I mean, they they can't really decide. They're not going to compete this year. They know that, but. They can't decide if they want to compete next year and the year after, or they want to wait three and four years and, and sell the farm. And if they did, they would have traded, you know, uh, Eugenio Suarez, or you probably can't trade Joey Votto just because it's a, he's he just been there forever. Uh, maybe Luis Castillo, you trade Sonny Gray, at, at least Sonny Gray, but they're just, they're holding on to this team. I, I just don't, I don't get it. So I, I really am not a fan of at all what they're doing. I, I like the, the coaching and the development there, but I mean, what are we what are we doing here? I agree. Off season recaps. I gave the Reds a D minus. I'm gonna give them a D. I'll give them a D plus. All right. So again, similar without James. I'm gonna take note of. Uh, I just move on to James's team, the Chicago Cubs. I'm actually it sucks that he's missing this, but uh, Cubs they traded you Darvish for a bunch of like. 18 year olds who have some pro- promise, but they're not like top guys or anything like that. Uh, they got Zach Davies too, who's even the number two starter. I'm sure I'll have a lot of fun with that one. Um, they signed Jock Peterson. That was a pretty good move. Stole him from the White Sox, by the way. Um, who would want to sign with the White Sox? But, anyways, um, that's kind of all they did. They didn't really do too much this offseason as far as. Oh, they also signed Jake Arietta. Forget about that. Signed Arietta. Uh, and that was kind of. I said Peterson. 
Yeah. Uh, Peterson, Arietta traded Darvish. Now, they didn't, again, they're kind of in a similar position in the Reds where they're not really World Series contenders, but they're also not a bad team. I think they could actually win the NL Central. I don't have them winning the NL Central, but, you know, they're, they're, they're all right. Like, they're okay. They're probably be around 500. I think they should make a decision about Bryant and Baez as they're both expiring contracts. And I don't really know if they're going to keep both, if any, really. Uh, and I mean, that's kind of it. They, they didn't really do too much. And uh, when people, when, when teams don't do too much and they're not like a top tier team, then you're probably doing something wrong, which is the reality. So I'll hand it off to Ryan. Uh, Ryan, what do you think about the Cubs off season? Uh, well, they sold, uh, they, they sold off on Darvish, which is, I guess, that, I mean, that was good. They had to move off. They, they, they sell them. They sold them at his, you know, highest value. But what are you doing with Bryant? What are you doing with Baez? Are you gonna, so you have to figure out, are you going to extend some of these guys? And if you are, why did you trade Darvish if you're going to continue to c- try to compete and keep this core together? That's a little bit odd to me. Unless they wanted to, I, I know they wanted to shed payroll, but if you want to shed payroll, I feel like Bryant was the obvious move. I know his value isn't that high, but you're baking on his value getting higher at the deadline, which it probably won't. I mean, deadline guys are pretty hard to get much value for. Look at Machado. I mean, what did he, uh, back in 2018, the dude was absolutely raking that year and the Dodgers still didn't really have to give up all too much to go out and grab him. Um, it's not like they sold the farm for him. They really gave out a bunch of, uh, you know, complimentary prospects, nothing elite. Um, I just, I don't see we're holding on to Bryant. I, I think they want to extend Baez. I, I think they want to extend Rizzo, but why are you holding on to Bryant? It's just such a weird guy to hold on to considering that at some point he's going, he's going to leave this organization. Probably, uh, they're probably going to try to deal him. They've been actively shopping him. I feel like you could go out and just dump him to the Mets and take whatever they can give you. You just got to, they got to make decisions. You got to have an act. They have to start, you know, just pushing towards one direction. Don't sit in mediocrity. Don't be the Reds. Don't sit in mediocrity. I like the Peterson signing. Sell them at the deadline. Don't try to keep these guys and figure out if you want to extend them. If you, if you're not sure, trade them away. Don't leave yourself in a situation where these guys walk away and you maybe get a comp you know, a compensatory pick. Maybe you get lucky and that happens. I probably completely butchered that word, by the way. But, you know, yeah, just don't, please, just trade the guys that you're not sure about extending. Just do it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'll move over to Jackson. Yeah, I'm not sure if trading Chris Bryant right now is the best move. Because I, I, he's at his lowest uh, before this season. And I don't really know. I, maybe they could have gotten a lot. But I feel like you you take him to the deadline and – well, you know, what's the worst that happens? He he hits what people thought and he was okay. And you could sell him for maybe a little less than he would have got before the season, or or you take the risk that he that he, you know, improves and has a big first half and you can sell him for more. So I, I don't mind not trading him. And if you're gonna extend him, it's gonna be tough because you know, Scott Boris, so it's gonna be a lot of money, but I'm fine not trading him now but I think you have to kind of make a decision at the deadline. You can't really go unless you're competing, but even then, like, you know, what, what is competing in the NL central winning that division, you're going to get knocked in the first round anyway. So I think you have to make a decision right away or at the deadline, you have that much time to decide, are we going to, you know, really try to extend them or are we done? Because the competence story pick, I can't say that either is probably going to be a second or third. If someone even signs him, which might be tough because I don't, he's going to want a lot of money. So I, I'm not sure there. The rest of the offseason, I like Jock Peterson. Got rid of Kyle Schwarber. So I mean, it's you know, pretty much a wash right there. 
so um, uh, they didn't really do all that much. They'll compete. I think I have them finishing second or third in that division, but I don't love this team either. I agree. Uh, take it over to offseason grades. I give the Cubs a C minus. Ryan, what'd you give them? They'll get a C plus because I like Peterson. I'll give them a C. Again, very similar. James is not here. Moving on to the St. Louis Cardinals. And the Cardinals did nothing this offseason besides trade for Nolan Arenado. And they got $50 million for it, which is the stupidest shit people ever say. Just saying. They obviously did it for a reason. Uh, and they let Colton Wong go, who's like a, a three-win player probably. Uh, you could conservatively estimate that he's a three-win player. And they let him go. And he was going to be $10 million. And they said no. So that's pretty much all they did this offseason. Unless I'm forgetting anything. Um, Cardinals. They, and Adam they brought back the boys, forgot Yachty and Adam Wainwright. Right? Felt like they never left. Now, uh, it doesn't change too much right now. The Cardinals had a solid offseason. Obviously, they got Nolan Arenado, but they didn't do anything else. And they let Colton Wong walk for an incredibly cheap amount of money. And no, Tommy Eden is not better than Colton Wong. I don't know where you guys get that from, but he's not. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the Cardinals offseason because I don't think they fleeced the Arenado trade by any means, just because of what the Rockies, you know, situation they were in and the Arenado contract, what have you. Though I can't really say it's below average, or I have to say kind of it's above average. They do get Arenado as a top 25 player. So, I mean, that, that's what I'll say on that. And there's not much else to say, like I said, because they really didn't do much. So I'll give it over to Ryan. So let me hold them to the standard that Cardinals fans think they are. They think they are clear-cut division favorites and that they have an outside shot at the World Series. Let's hold them to the standard of their, the organization thinks they can win a World Series. Let's hold them to that standard. If we hold them to that standard, objectively speaking, out, they really didn't have that good of an offseason. Let's look at the rotation. They have Flaherty, Wainwright, Martinez, Kim, and, and God knows what at the fifth spot. Because uh, I think Hudson's still going to be out. No, is it at the fifth spot? Hudson's out still. Yeah, and then Michaelis is missing opening day. I think you say Martinez. Yeah, yeah Martinez is there. Right, Martinez is there. It's it's uh, it's Flaherty, Wainwright, Martinez, Cam, and Leon. Probably, but the point yeah. is that rotation isn't very good. They they needed some help there. They they need some help there. Uh, the bullpen I think is pretty fine. I like their bullpen. Uh, the lineup just I mean the outfield outside of Bader and Bader's hurt. Uh, but I'm not going to put that against them obviously because you know you don't you know it's not their fault they didn't go out and get a center fielder because they had Bader there already and he got injured today. Um, it's just not a good, it's just not a great lineup. You got Arnato, you got Goldschmidt. I like those two a lot. Uh, Edmund can be a solid hitter, but he's rather inconsistent and unproven. Molina is not that great of a hitter anymore. DeJong is extremely inconsistent. Uh, and then you're banking on O'Neill, Carlson, and now Justin Wilson, be, w- Williams, excuse me, not Justin Wilson, Justin Williams because of the Bader injury. I mean, it's just not a good lineup. It's just like, this is just not, this is a purgatory team. This team's, I don't even know if they're going to win the division. Uh, and certainly if they do, they're not beating the Braves or the Mets in the playoff series, probably. Uh, so yeah, I mean, good congrats on losing any NLDS. Like, I, I don't really see it as a win. Like, I feel like a lot of Cardinals fans are going to celebrate, like, you know, mock everyone who was like, oh, you got the Brewers winning the division when they win like 84, 85 games and don't get anything done in the playoffs. They just objectively haven't, didn't get that much better. They didn't do enough to make themselves clear cut division favorites, which is a failure in my eyes, considering how weak the NL Central is and how little everyone but you did. So come on, you got to, they, there's, they got to do better, significantly better if they want to even sniff a playoff series win. I agree. And I'll move over to Jackson. 
Yeah, I, I know. I didn't love it. I like the the Nolan Arenado trade, but what do you do with Nolan Gorman now? Because he's pretty solid. Uh, I mean, this team is is good, but they're not going to be. I, I don't think they're better than the Brewers. I know. I like Dylan Carlson. I just don't think his ceiling's all that high. Matt Libertor has yet to show anything of real since being trained traded from the race, which is usually a death sentence. Uh, and, and I mean, that's their future right there. It's not all that bright. Their rotation is, Ryan said, and Jack said, it's pretty bad. I mean, outside of Flaherty, there's not much. And, and this lineup is is good, not great. Paul DeYoung, I like. Carlson, I like. Arnado, Goldie, yeah. But it's not really built to go 162. Yadi's old, Goldie's old. Their bench isn't very deep. They didn't do much to address about anything except third base. They traded away Dexter Fowler. Uh, lost Colton Wong. I mean, I just don't like this team at all. I agree. I gave the Cardinals a B for their offseason. They're getting a C. C? I'll give them a C plus. All right. We're still pretty close. I just did that because yeah. I don't want to be called biased or the Cardinals hand. <laughs> I mean, no, I thought so, it would be. Yeah, I'll move on down. The you can be in that's what bothers me about that fan base. Anytime you criticize their team, it's like, you're biased. It's hard to win. We're a great organization. Because we always figure out how to win. They're this not way. the Rays. Coin Wong literally said, oh, it's great to be in an analytical, more analytical organization with the Brewers, who aren't even considered like in this incredibly intelligent you know, super brain yeah, yeah. Dodgers raised team. This or is Yankees. such a backwards organization. I mean, would you cons- I would consider the Yankees in a tier below the Dodgers and the Rays, just because the Dodgers, in terms of in- in- hey. brain intellect, not team wise. I mean, like intellect. Like you wouldn't, you don't say every They'll time the Yankees when the Yankees sign Seager, but let's not get out topic. That's fair. I'm just saying, like when it's, when you trade with the Rays and the Dodgers, like Jackson said, Munich could trade the Rays. You usually lose that trade. Uh, the Dodgers is similar in that case. Obviously, there are some uh, outliers, but you know you don't really say the same thing with the Yankees. Where it's like, man, I just made a minor deal with the Yankees. We just lost this trade, unless it's for like a position player. But for pitchers, it's different. I agree. So kind of all agree on the Cardinals offseason. Now, moving on to the final team, definitely not least, but they're last here. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers did a couple things this offseason. They signed Jackie Bradley Jr. to play right field, I guess, or like platoon, center field with Kane, whatever. Uh, what else did they do? They signed Colton Wong, took him to the Cardinals in a very, very good contract, in my opinion. And that was kind of it. Did they do anything else? They non-tendered Corey Knable. That's kind of it. They trade. It was a trade, I thought. It, thought well, it was, it was like a non-tendered trade. Yeah, they were in yeah it was so weird. Thing. I was like, fuck it, I'll take him for like nothing. And that's what they did. And- they also signed Daniel Robertson. I, I, the only reason I know him is because uh, I know literally every backup infielder who can play shortstop for reasons that will not be discussed. Um, but yeah, no, they signed him. Yeah. You fucking terrorist. Whatever. This is a real uh, criminal. Anyways, two no, players. No. He's a god. Two players. Uh, well, not Tyler Wade. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. is in player I feel. I don't know how, much, how I feel about it, but. I mean, it's not the end of the world. It's a, a two-year deal, right? Worth about 24 mil, so it's 12 mil a year. You know, not the end of the world. And Colton Wong, I was a big fan of that signing. Even though they do have hurt here at, at, sec, uh, at second base, they move over to the first, or they can, you know, move him somewhere else because you're a really shitty defender at second base. And uh, I really like the Wong signing. I think also you could potentially play Wong in other positions. I don't know. You know, uh, you can always try that out. And I think it'll be pretty interesting to see what they do, if they platoon, if here, I'm pretty sure he's moving to first base permanently, but, you know, he might be really shitty over there. Either way, it's first base doesn't really matter too much. 
And I think the Brewers are the favorite in this division, honestly. Uh, and we're not going to go too in-depth on that just because we're doing our full predictions and stuff at the end. But uh, I think the Brewers are a really good team. I, I really like what they have with Woodruff and Burns as their one, too. And I think the back of the rotations are at their bullpen's elite. They farm relief pitchers like the Indians farm starters and the Dodgers farm everybody and the Yankees farm everybody and whatever. You know what I'm saying. Uh, Yankees. Yankees, well, I could go in depth on how they traded Gio Urshela for $25,000 and Mike Talkman for nothing and whatever. I won't go in depth on that now. Yeah, but, but that's whatever. Rent-free. In my eye, you not exactly understand what I meant, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, who cares? We're not talking about the Yankees. We're talking about the Brewers. Um, that's kind of it for me, at least. The Brewers didn't do too much this offseason, but I think they did enough. Anyways, Ryan, what are your thoughts on the Brewers offseason? Well, here's something I really like about their team that I don't think a lot of people talk about. Uh, they have, like, a lot of platoon situations. Also, they brought back Trevor Shaw. They did that as well. Yeah, they did do that. That's all yeah. right. Yeah, that's an all right move. Can you play shortstop? No, I think he plays okay. third, second, and first. Yeah, I, I, yeah. they basically, what they have a situation is, if you look at their lineup, it's Wong, uh, Kane, Yelich, Herrera, Shaw, Bradley, Jr., Rios, and Navarez. And then off the bench, you have guys like Pena. Arcia uh, uh, is not a guy we consider you play off the bench. He's horrific. Uh, he's, he's, te- he's terrible. Uh, Daniel Robertson, uh, not really that good of a hitter. But you have Avi Sayil Garcia off the bench. He's a pretty good right-handed hitter. Uh, he's not excellent, but he's not terrible. Um, they have a better lineup than I gave them credit for initially. Their defense is going to be pretty good. They're just going to be all around position player wise. They'll be an average position player group, which is good enough because they have a really good bullpen and a decent enough starting staff. I think they, they got better, just they got better. And yes, they made some good moves, but I just, I don't know if I can like, they just didn't get a lot. The, The reason they're the favorite is because everyone else around them is extremely incompetent and they just kind of didn't get worse or like didn't actively do too much or everything they did do. They just kind of kept everything, all the good parts of their team intact and, you know, sprinkled a little bit on the issues they had with their team prior, uh, which was really just, I guess, offense. I mean, Bradley Jr. isn't going to give you much offense, but he's probably better. He's significantly better defensively than Garcia and having Garcia off the bench is definitely useful when you have some, when they kind of mix match and they platoon a lot. Uh, I would like to see them get another bat. Uh, if they can go out and get a bat or something of that sort, just to upgrade, I, I would say that they they needed a better shortstop than Urias slash uh, Arcia. Uh, that would be a major upgrade for them. I think that they should be in the shortstop market this deadline if they are competing. I don't think they will be, um, but they have they're just a decent team, and that's good enough to probably win the central. I'll move over to Jackson, who is live tweeting. As we're doing yeah, this, right. shout out Go to ahead. the Arizona women's basketball team for moving on to Sweet 16. Oh, shout out to see us. All right. The Brewers, the Brewers are, are in a weird spot. They're probably the best team in their division, and they're probably going to win the division. But that's it. I mean, this team is going nowhere in the playoffs. They'd be lucky to win a playoff game. And, and they're not very young either. I mean, I like their, I like Devin Williams, one of my favorite pitchers in baseball, but he's already 26. He's not all that young. I mean, Christian Yelich is great. This outfield looks pretty okay. Kesson Hero looks to be a good bat, but he can't field. I don't know, maybe the bat isn't so great. Uh, and, and their prospects are, are pretty okay. So my, th- my problem is, you know, are you trying to win just to win a division, just to make some money? Because if so, that's fine, but you are not set up at all for the future. You did nothing this offseason to set you up for the next three years. And even though the NL Central is going to be bad, 
you're not going to get any better. I mean, you, you're not really a, a big market team. You don't have the, the cap to do much. Uh, and this team's okay. It's just, you know, probably what, like 28, 29 for most of these guys. The rotation is good. I love Woodruff, Burns, Lindblom. I love those three. But after that, I mean, Hauser and Anderson, whatever. But again, I mean, this is, you know, a one-year team here. And I'm just not sure if that's the best move for this organization. I agree. Uh, Offseason grades. I'll give the Brewers a C plus, I guess. C plus. They're going to get a C. I'll give them a B minus. All right, again, all very similar without James. Anyways, we'll move on to our top 10 players in the NL Central. I'll read off James' list. He sent his in. I'll go first as per usual. You know how we usually do it. If I forget anybody because I kind of made this last minute, please let me know. And I'll probably know by how we're reading this. Anyways, let's get it. Uh, number 10, I have St. Louis Cardinals starting pitcher, Jack Flaherty. And James at number 10 had Josh Hader. I have Flaherty here as well. And I have Corbin Burns. I already forgot about Corbin Burns. Fuck it. I'll just put I'll put Burns at nine. I, I remembered him. Flaherty. Forget Flaherty. Move Hater down to ten, and then put Burns at nine. All right. So we'll go. Whoa. So we'll whoa, go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll go. We'll go. Uh, we'll go. Hater at ten, and then Burns at nine. Uh, at nine, I have Kyle Hendricks. Oh, okay. Um, at nine, I have Josh Hader. Wait, I just put Goldschmidt twice. God, dude, I've <laughs> so never mind. I'm gonna switch that up a bit. Uh, never mind. So, uh, wait, what well, you say? You have Hader nine. All right. So, so for me, it's gonna I be Flaherty ten. Wait, all right. So I'm going Flaherty ten. Hader nine. Oh. And then yeah, Fla- All right, sorry. Flaherty at ten for me. Hader at nine, and then I'll go Burns at eight. Yeah, let me give you a spoiler I, alert. I don't have uh, Hater on my list, and I intentionally didn't have him on my list. Right, I have Baez at eight. All right, James has Kane at eight. Yeah, it's kind of wild to me. I have uh, Chris Bryant at number eight. All right, at seven, I have Chris Bryant. At seven, James has Chris Bryant. Uh, I have Bryant here as well. Uh, and I have Luis Castillo. Did I just read over Castillo? Wait. Yeah, I read over cast. <laughs> you're you're all. I'm gonna go through this again. Disaster. Like, I'm kind of ready to keep this up. Here. So hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So there's ten, but that's not including Burns. So I actually have to get rid of Flaherty. So oh it's gonna be Hater, Burns. All right. So fuck it. All right. Ten. I have Hater. Nine. Okay. I have Burns. Okay. Eight. I have Castillo. Seven, I have Brian. Okay. All right. And then six, I have Woodruff. And at six, James also has Woodruff. At six, I have Castillo. Uh, and at six, I have Javi Baez. All right. At five, I have Anthony Rizzo. At five, I have Brandon Woodruff. James has Baez at five, by the way. And I have Anthony Rizzo as well. All right. At four, I have Javier Baez. At four, James has Anthony Rizzo. I also have Rizzo. And I have Brandon Woodruff in the floor. All right, at three, I have Paul Goldschmidt. I think everybody's top three is Goldschmidt, Arnado, Yelich, right? Yeah. 
Jackson, can you concur? Mm-hmm. Confirm. Uh, I can concur. Well, concur and confirm. It could be either. Well, yeah, no, it's it's agree. Anyways, um, I, I don't really have a problem with these lists. I understand why Hader wouldn't be on there because he's a reliever at the end of the day. Um, Kane, I didn't really understand, but James is not here to defend himself, yeah, so yeah. I'm not going to go at him too hard. I will. I don't know. I kind of like Woodruff being a bit higher, but because my list weren't, I mean, I have Woodruff winning Cy Young. I'm very high on Woodruff, but uh, I wasn't exactly projecting too much in this list. So I kind of had him a bit lower, but I could easily see him honestly sneaking into the top three next year behind Arnott and Yash. Maybe even fuck, maybe if you go to Yash, if I think he's going to be as good as he is. But um, yeah, I mean, no real complaints. All of us are pretty similar here. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. the thing is with the NL Central is that like, I think this is one of the more pitcher-dominated lists. Like, uh, I had one – I had what? I had four pitchers on my top ten, four starting pitchers, and I could have – you could make the argument Burns should be on there. You could make the argument Hater should be on there. Like, there, this is a – this is a very, it's a pretty talented division, especially uh, in terms of, like, the ace department. I think there's a lot of really good aces here. Uh, yeah, no, I I, I, said, I thought this was a pretty e- – much. this is one of the easier lists to make because it was less like the the nine through ten like the nine and ten spots you could have a couple guys they're there. really hard yeah those, those could be anywhere yeah but for like one through like seven it's pretty clear the guys who it's pretty clear that there are some people who should be there there's yelich arnado goldschmidt rizzo should probably be in your top seven uh woodruff is probably in there somewhere uh maybe castillo's in there or bryant's in there but you know it's it's a, it's a pretty it's, it's pretty easy to put together all right. I mean, besides, like I said, Kane at eight, I don't understand, but yeah, I don't get that. Either. James is not here because he's in Hawaii. Uh, is he, not, is he in Hawaii? No, he's not. No, actually. he's at Disney World. He said. Oh, he is. Disney? Oh, that would make sense. Eastern. Did he just win the Super Bowl? I don't know. Let's try to not uh, dox patient. Actually, I don't care. You can dox me. Uh, <laughs> but I, think I have the cumulative list. Yes. All right. What's the cumulative list? Okay, so uh, we have first unanimous Christian Yelich. And Nolan Arenado at second, Paul Goldschmidt at third, Anthony Rizzo fourth, Brandon Woodruff fifth, Javi Baez sixth, Chris Bryant seventh, Luis Castillo eighth, Josh Hader ninth, and tied for tenth is Lorenzo Kane. Thanks, James, and Corbin Burns. That makes no sense to me. I have one thing. I feel like Hendricks got a little bit snubbed here. I think Hendricks is consistent. I mean, he was like my 11-12. Is Hendricks not consistently like a three to four win pitcher? Right, maybe he'd be 12 behind Flaherty. For I, no, no, I, I don't think he's better. I mean, I had him above Flaherty only because certainly of the fact that. Kane. Yeah, yeah no, I certainly better than Kane. But like, is he not pretty comparable to a guy like Javier Baez in terms of total value? Like, I'm pretty sure he is. Like, Baez, his play is extremely volatile because of how much he swings and misses and his inability to work walks. So his play is extremely volatile. Um, and Hendricks is basically, you know what you're getting. You know, you're getting about a three to four win pitcher. You know, a guy who's going to overperform his peripherals, give you about a three and a half, a sub three and a half ERA and a sub three and a half FIP. He's a pretty, you know, pretty, you know, over-reliable. Yeah, he's pretty solid. He's also annoying because he's like the one pitcher that, defies everything the dude just like yeah it, britain is kind of in that case but britain's is because of like because of a negative launch angle yeah that's why so hendrix is just god negative launching which is fucking crazy by the way shout out to zach britain uh anyways i think because james said he's gonna join us maybe so i don't know he said he's gonna join us so, potentially so we're gonna move into trivia and then we'll do war draft after just so we can get him in if not you know that's his loss uh he wanted to do it at super late but some of us actually have other things to do anyways um or not Anyways, I uh, trivia. Jackson, do you have the trivia questions? 
I do. Let's see the trivia. Um, all right. So I made these questions. So we'll they're going to be really hard. I already know. They're going to be interesting. They're not going to be. All right. So they're all NL Central themed. Okay. I got that part. All right. Uh, do we know what the score is? Uh, we restarted last time. Yeah. And I think it's nine to 10. 10 yeah, nine. it's pretty close. It's like right, 10 nice. right yeah. down. I think it's 10. Nine. Yes, Tax winning. I am winning. 10 9. But yeah, it's. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jack, here's your easy question. I don't know how easy these are, but I, I knew this. But This player slash manager credited with inventing the high five as a player with the Dodgers was the Cubs manager from 2004 to 2006. Who's that player? Slash credited with what? Inventing the high five. What? <laughs> I know that. You, you know this should be hard is. with you. you know who Dude, I miss games. <laughs> I... <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Um, uh, Ryan Sandberg? Ryan San- No. You said, so know. what do they do with the Dodgers? What do they do with the Dodgers? They invented the I-5 when they played what? the Dodgers. Uh, did, they manage, inventing the did they manage with a team other than the Cubs? Yes. I don't think they... I don't know if this guy played with the... Dude, I literally oh, don't know who okay. this is. Okay, all right. I just looked it up to see and that makes sense. Is it like Lasorda? No. No, 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 no. You coached a raise at that time, I think. I don't know, man. Uh shoot. Played with the Dodgers. Uh he's not known. He's not known for playing. Just saying. So you know. Not known for playing. You could have told me that before I guessed Ryan Sandberg or whatever. Well, I don't think you would have gotten it. Uh I'm not gonna get no, that. I'm, go, I'm gonna go with Lasorda and just uh, it. no. It was Dusty Baker. Since when did Dusty Baker invent the high five? When he played for the Dodgers. What? Why would you? Th- I feel like that tidbit. You could have put something like, "Oh, it was the." And he's like, he's so yeah, involved. People in know that. that. Like that's like a that's like Dusty. No, I don't. I, I don't. He invented the high five. I know him more for his child. Wasn't it like his child, like in the way of it, a play in the World Series, and like when it was his son was the Bat Boy, when he was with the Giants or something like that. I just know him for managing the Reds. That's what I remember him for. I know him for managing the National. Did he manage the National? Yeah, League? National. He was yeah, a disaster. Yeah. It was a terrible idea. Anyways, Ryan, take right, it away. Here's your easy. I don't know how easy this one is either. Um, we lopsided. I already know. Which NL Central player was the only player to hit 440 home runs in the same season? What? I don't even know who's in the NL Central hard at the time. That's a hard question. This is not but, a hard question. Okay, look. Hey, here I'm gonna walk you through something. Think of when people were hitting 400. Oh, Stan Musial. No, but that's a really good guess. I hate today. Uh, Shit. You you know, Uh, like, it's a a very, very well-known. If he's very, very well-known, I'm not going to guess Enos Slaughter then. I'm not. No, I'm not going to guess him. I'm going to guess, I guess, like, dude, who played in the NL Central? Is it Hank? No, 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 not. I didn't say anything. Yeah, he didn't hit 400. No, yeah, I kind of just, I really, I don't want to say, like, in, I really kind of almost really fucked in, that one up. In James's head, it's probably Javier Baez in 2021. That's a fact. Um, I'm going to guess. 150. I'll guess, like, dude, not Eddie Matthews. He didn't hit 400. I guess, like, uh, I guess I'll I'll say, like, to t- do, was the Red Sox, did the Red Sox play in the NL Central? That's the, the dumbest question. Be? Dude, I don't know. That's the dumbest question I've ever heard anyone ever ask. Ever. Fine. Um, fuck. Dude, I don't know. Just I, say I, I'll, I'll say Ina Slaughter. No, it's uh, Rogers Hornsby. 
Oh yeah, he played there right, too. I know he. Wait, you said he had forty one. Forty runs. I didn't. Four hundred in the same season. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. That's pretty. Probably easy. be like a hard question, James. Horns be nah, no. that was a hard question. James, James's are, are too easy. No, James's questions are super easy, which is why I won. But anyway. Hornsby is more of a medium. I think that one was, should be more of a medium question. But okay, oh, okay. Well, the first one should have been a, a hard question, at least. No, no, that one I would have gotten that. one. Well, you got all of them because you make them. But anyways, go ahead. No, because I knew Dusty Baker. All right, fine. You know, right. the next two are, are like pretty similar. But Jack, yours is who is the Pirates' single season home run leader? Willie Stargell? No. <laughs> what? Little... No. Is Ryan? this some like obscure name? No. Uh... Oh shit! No, I know who it is. Damn it! Oh, I should have thought more. I should have thought. Uh, more. I don't know who it is. If I'm honest, if I'm honest, I, if I'm honest, I don't know who it is. Uh, I I, is it? I feel like it's recent because it just would make sense in my head. Uh, is it? McCut- no. Yeah, I know the answer to this, but I thought. Okay, that. I'm gonna go with a little. I'm gonna punt here. Uh, Pedro Alvarez. <laughs> Pedro, <laughs> your guess is Pedro Alvarez. Yes. Wait, wait let me yes. punt. I'm just. Punting. I'll, I'll give you know. another guess. I'm not gonna give you any points. For what? It. Wait, do I get another is guess? McCutcheon? Is it McCutcheon? No, but you just don't get points. Is it McCutcheon? Okay, I. So well, so this I can. Guy, say okay, what I, let me tell you, this guy is first and second for single season home runs. Stargell is third. Yeah, I think I know who it is. Fourth, sixth, oh, seventh. Bonds. Yeah, yeah. Who? It was Bonds. It is? No, it's not. Bonds. I thought it was Ralph Kiner. It is Ralph. Ralph Kiner. Right? Oh, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought of that right after I said Stargell. Wow, Bonds. That's kind of shocking that in Bonds is top three. Hmm. Well, Bonds okay. and right. And Ryan, yours is who's the Reds' single season home run leader? Oh, oh no, this is something that. that he's gonna get it and I'm not. I know that. that's what frustrates exactly. me. He's gonna I'm exactly. not. I'm not. I, I'll tell you why I know what it is. But is it okay? It's gonna be some like random guy. Or some okay, is he a random. Hall of Famer? Don't is tell he? him he's a Hall of Famer. Is it oh uh, is it Dave Parker? It is not. No. It is George right. Foster. That it is. Right? Yes. I, I remember that from that movie the show. Because he had yep, a signature. <laughs> Why, no. <laughs> so. All right. The next two, uh, I don't – I didn't know. I wouldn't even have thought to know. Uh, so you kind of have – you either know it or you don't. Uh, Jack, what is the original name of the St. Louis Cardinals that was named that in 1875? Um, was it a Negro League team that, that was like a name or, or took a name? No, that wouldn't happen. I thought of Monarchs for a second. Uh, shit, I, I really have zero idea. Like, I, I guess I'll say, like, anything uh, – I don't know. Uh, say a name. Uh, <laughs> capitals? I don't fucking know. No. <laughs> was, it, was it the Browns? Oh, you're just so close. The oh. great? What is it? I don't... It was the Brown Stockings. Oh, that, that hurts. Oh, that hurts. That I was really close. Hurt. I think I made a that pretty good close. guess. My that Browns, is. you know. By the way, the Browns are going to Super Bowl this year and winning it, so I'm just saying it now. AFC but versus yeah. NFC. Giants, when they get a quarter, when Daniel Jones takes the Josh Allen jump. Anyways. Bro, I, I hope you know. Baker Jones stops fumbling 80 times a game. Bro, uh, whatever, who cares? Four, bro, we're scoring 40 on you. Whatever. Go ahead. My yeah, question. Right, Brian. Yeah. Hey, Brian, here's, Brian. Your, here's your hard question. It's, it's not easy. Obviously, it's not. It's what is the name of the Brewers' mascot? 
What? Dude. I Jack think I, knows this. I think I know this. Actually, I don't know if I know this. I don't know if I know this. It's not beer related anymore because they kind of, they got rid of the Miller Park stuff. So I know it might still be. Brewers is still a pretty beer. I'll guess, but I think I think I know what it is actually. No, I think I know. Actually, yeah, I'm I didn't, pretty I didn't sure. know this. I'm pretty confident. It's like the yeah, I won't say it until Ryan's done with his guess, but I think I know. Dun, 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 dun. Is it like the milkman or something like that? The milk. <laughs> Where do you get milk? Some random. I don't know, the man. Slide, it's called the milk. The, milk so the guy, the guy, the guy on the slide. Is, it, is he like Bernie the Brewer or something? He is Bernie Brewer. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. Oh. I, that's what I, thought. I didn't know if they changed it because the American Family ballpark thing, but I figured oh. it was gonna be the same one. But yeah, I knew that. I don't care. Watch that guy twenty times on the slide on quick pitch. Nope, right. milkman was the milkman should be with. The, they should make it milkman. It should become like the, this, the the milks or like the yeah no nah, not nah, the milkman the milkman. <laughs> no, no they should like do like this bit where like like they're like the milkman's like oh you know I was I was at like Abisayo Garcia's house when like he was on the road and like no nah, that was a bad never I'm not going there not going there not going there all right anyways we're gonna skip past what Ryan was just saying and uh, <laughs> that does it for trivia today I, I what what's the score <laughs> it's a uh, eighteen to nine. I deserve right, points for that. Dude, I don't know how I I don't know how I um I don't know how I missed the fucking what, what was the first one that I missed? The it was Ralph Kiner, yeah. I missed the Ralph Kiner. Anyways, pretty successful. I mean, I I thought I don't yeah, know you if got I, a medium and a hard one. I don't think the hard should have I think Bernie the Brewer is pretty easy, at least for me. I mean, I I, I knew that. That's like it, it yeah, it's a hit or miss one. All right. I don't think James would be joining us. He's probably busy doing his other stuff, but let's get into our, our war draft, I guess. And we can make James like quote unquote auto pick based on what our list was. No, Does that we'll, make just, sense? we'll just delete him. I mean, we'll just delete James. No more James. Society's <laughs> progressed past the need for James. All right. We are way past the need. For we are way past the need for James. Valentine. Right, he's already gone from the spreadsheet. So All right. I'll do a quick random number generator. Random number generator. All right. I'm one. Ryan's two. Jackson's three. Wait, one. how's it going to work though? Can you snake draft like this? Yeah, yeah. it's three people. It's the same thing. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so Ryan, you're first. Uh, and okay. Then second, I'm third. I'll pick Yelich. You got that? Yep. All right. Uh, so Ryan, you have the first pick. Yeah, I picked Yelich. Yelich. Oh, I didn't hear you. Sorry, I muted my computer accidentally. Anyway, go ahead, Jackson. I'll go War Merchant. No, 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 no. Well, that sucks. See this. So after those two guys, you don't. Have, I have zero idea who to go because the next two guys, like. I yeah, Goldschmidt third, but Goldschmidt's a first base. So yeah, you know how to feel about that. So I'm definitely going with Woodruff. Don't throw very many innings. I'm going with Woodruff for at least one of my picks. I don't think that was a good. My next pick is going to be, dude. Do I just go with another pick? Do I go with Burns and just say fuck it and see what happens? Sure, go ahead, do it. Because I don't, I don't know how many innings he'll throw, and I don't really know how I feel about Bryant. But also, Bias. If Bias is like a league average hitter, I'll have a lot of work. And I don't know, but I don't know if he's going to be a league average hitter. So I'll just. I guess I'll go with. Well, I honestly could just like take an outfielder, but I'll wait. You know, I'll go. I'll just say I'll go with Luis Castillo. And that's oh, I, was gonna, I was about to take him. Luis Castillo. So that's my utility man and starter. So I just gotta go infielder and outfielder next. Anyways, go ahead, Jackson. All right, I gotta figure this out now because that was my pick. I thought you were gonna take Burns. Um, what is what is a uh, good old steamer think is gonna lead in war? In that oh. 
I know Ryan. The issue with Steamer's defense, like, that's my big – like, they think Perez is going to be, like, the second-best defensive catcher. Like, it's defense – its ability to project defense is very great. Yeah. But it's – like, I I use it for Woba and stuff like that. Can I move Chris Bryant to the outfield, or is that, like, you know, a no-go? That's kind of cheese. You should be playing outfield, but – I would allow it. I I would allow it. That's bullshit. I would have taken Bryant then. I don't care. I don't care. I care. Right, oh, right, you right. care. Okay, I'm fine. Trying you care. The fuck I'm trying to win these. I don't. I, I don't. I, I, I accept the challenge. Of I, really, I, I feel like I have to take an outfielder now because there's like none in this division because it sucks. Um, so I'm gonna take. Ooh, maybe I can wait. Yeah, no, I'll take Ian Happ. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, right, so, you got two. Straight. Okay, so I picked my outfielder. Uh, I think I should pick up. So you picked up Woodruff and Castillo. Those are the two pitchers gone, right? Yeah, correct. Okay, so I'm going to go with a steady guy. I'm going to go with Hendricks. He's steady. I know what I'm getting. I'm getting a lot of innings. I'm getting a lot of war. So I'll pick him as my pitcher. And then for my uh, infielder, I will select. Uh, let me think. Ryan is thinking. With- hard. I got to think, because I, I want to pick Goldschmidt, but I know do he's a first baseman. You might not. Do, that's the thing. do I want to pick Goldschmidt? You're asking a very good question. Do, do I want actually to, want to? Do, you want, do to pick I want to pick Goldschmidt? Exactly. You You're asking a very very good question you're asking right now. A very good question. I think I'm going to have to say, yeah. You know, he's... he's you're going to take Goldie? Uh, yeah. That's an interesting pick. I, I, just, the middle infielders are really not that good in the division. It's not that great. I'm not going to take. I think Goldschmidt's a better risk than Baez, and that's my personal preference. All right, Jackson, go All ahead. So I definitely don't need to take a pitcher because you guys already have pitchers. I guess Ryan could steal one from under me, but are you no? Because Ryan's not going to have a pick. Okay, so I I got my free reign for pitchers. So I'll wait. Uh, so, I'm with here. so in the meantime, I'm going to kill you if you take my player. I'm going to be so upset. Oh, I really want to take Javi Baez. I really I'll want to take him. my player. But I, I, I just – I think it'll be Anthony Rizzo. All right, that was not my player. For my outfield spot, I'm probably going to go – see, I go with a low-risk option like Kane, or I can go with a higher-risk option like Carlson, but I don't know yeah, about Carlson. Like Carlson ceiling. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I could go Jock Peterson. But his defense is not great. Yeah, well, probably get too probably rather. Kane and also because he's gonna hit against lefties. He's, yeah, but Kane know, is also gonna be a question. You know, is so he I, even gonna play hundred more? Dude, I don't know. This sucks. This is fucking terrible. Stupid I could go Bradley Junior. But like, I don't know when he's. Nah, he's not gonna play either. What? He's probably gonna play what a lot. What are you doing here? I. Uh, what's the other team I'm missing? The Reds. Castellanos. Now, think about Castellanos. He can't Moustakis. play. Look at Mustakis. He can't too. I'm not, No, I have my infielder already. Oh yeah, Castellanos. Do I take Castellanos and hope they like, I don't know, do something with his fielding? Uh, is there any outfielders on the Pirates you're missing out on? No, there's like Brian <laughs> Reynolds. Reynolds. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I guess you know what? I'll I'll take a risk on Keybron. No, I'm taking a oh, risk. Oh, Winker. That's a that's a. That'd I'd rather have Castellanos, honestly. Oh yeah, that's fair because Winker might not play every single game. Yeah, so Castellanos my next pick. Do a back-to-back. I'm going to be taking Brian Hayes for my infielder. Fuck you, Javier Baez. I'm taking Brian Hayes. I'm taking that high ceiling. It could really shit the bed for me, but... You're going to back... It's, it might backfire on anybody. It might backfire, but it also might, me look, might make me look really smart. So I'll take it the... Might. 
my chances, like I am with the White Sox. Anyways, Jackson, your pick. I'm done for the yeah, day. Yeah, so I feel like if I'm looking for war, I'm looking for an innings merchant, right? That's innings. probably – I'm going to take Jack Flair. That's a good pick. I like that. Because oh, Burns, I don't a- know his innings capability. Yeah, no, that was – you picked so – okay. So for the utility, it's probably bad. I'm not going to look and see outfield. That's you, that'd be a waste of my time. I have to look at pitching, and the rest of the pitching in the division is what? I mean, I'm not. I can't even think of like a outside of Burns. Like, there's really not that much pitching in the division. Uh, that's left in the oh Gray is still left in the division. Same Gray is not bad. I yeah. might. I would. I, okay, but he's hurt. I think he has some back issues. Doesn't everybody have back issues? I have back no, issues. No, he no no no. He's got hurt. He got hurt this spring with back, back issues. It's like back spasms. I, like back. I fell on my back the other day. You can like, take Kwang Hun. Kwang Hun Kim. Kim. Josh Lindblom is now. Yeah, yeah, but Lindblom's a risk because he doesn't <laughs> yeah, we don't know. That's a joke. <laughs> I, I considered it. I'm not lying. Everyone's on the board. What are you doing? I'm being smart because we don't know how many innings Burns is going to be. You don't know. You no, like, <laughs> would be a better option. I don't. I, okay. Uh, so I would say, I would say Gray. DJ Take the fuck. I would be, he's winning Cy Young too. Okay. So I would say that like, Sweetie Gray is a pretty solid pick. So would be Coburn Burns. Take so Jonathan Brubaker. Maybe, maybe. Miles Michaelis. The Pirates. Ponce Bro, I have a silly pick. Should I just take should I, should I take Tommy Edmond and say he's better than Colton Wong? Tommy Edmond's on the Padres. You take Colton Wong. You could I take, could, but I'm not. Actually, you can take a four-win player. That's kind of a solid. He could yeah, easily be a four. That's a pretty solid pick. Yeah, but uh, I got, I just don't know how many. Let me check. Let me look at something quickly with Gray because I just don't know how many innings he's going to pitch this year. That's like Wade Miley. <laughs> oh yeah! Remember that one year with the Astros? Like the he, he like the first like five months of the season was god, and he got lit up. Oh, you, and, you know, you have to take is Michael Lorenzen. Forget that. Bro, he's he's a a hit. Star. No hit. Oh, you can take Hater. Hater would be interesting. He's not I'm gonna, gonna take Gray. I, I'm gonna take Gray. I'm gonna take. I mean, Gray. Hater's a two two win player. You can take. Yeah, but Gray is definitely more than a two win player. At least. Yeah, Gray is gonna making, be. They're making Hater a closer fully, so they're not gonna pitch him like in those like a high level, <laughs> like a real team should. Also, uh, Gray's I, FIP is considerably lower uh, in the last few years than like his Sierra is, which is fine. Like he had a four point one seven FIP in that really bad year with the. And Indians. this is F four, so it's all FIP. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna go Gray here. That's, I think it's a pretty safe pick. All right, let's go through our teams real quick. I have Key Brian Hayes. Um, who was my outfield pick? Am I forgetting? Uh, Nick yeah. Castellanos. Nick Castellanos for the drive in so the deep bad. left field. Uh, and my pitchers were Brandon Woodruff and Luis Castillo. You're gonna lose probably. Just like, how am I gonna lose? Your position James players team, are, you know. James City's yeah. gonna make a team with the guys we didn't draft. So, James's team's really good. Dude's gonna have fucking Josh Lindblom and he's gonna be so happy when he sees Baez there. He'll probably go Burns, Baez, like that's still not a bad team. It's not better than ours, but it's not bad. Anyways, go ahead, your team. Your team. Uh my team was Christian Yelich, Kyle Hendricks, Paul Goldschmidt, and Sony Gray. I think I'm gonna win, win like the Instagram win, just because they all like the name. I have the names. Yeah, the, the Instagram mm-hmm. comments. I love the Instagram comments. Suspect suspects sometimes. Anyways, go ahead, Jack. What's your pick? I have Jack Flaherty, Nolan Arenado, Ian Happ. Oh, they'll love you then. They have you, Arenado. They're gonna pick you for sure. Oh, that's a, that's uh, a 15 win player right there. Anyways, if you wanna, <laughs> wow. 
157 WRC plus, like three ERS. <laughs> He's like a five-one player. Anyways, anyways, comment. Make sure to go comment on our Instagram if you want to be a part of these comments at Deep Drive Pod. If you want to see fun. Our, our war draft, it's a lot of fun. Or tweet us at Deep Drive Pod on Twitter. Uh, or you can always shoot us a message. You know, I think James responds to them. He kind of slacks off, but maybe he will. If you get lucky or unlucky, I don't know. It depends on your view. Anyways. Um, That'll do it for today's podcast. Big thank you to Ralph for sponsoring today's podcast. Make sure you download their app. Link in the bio of the Unwinners Instagram and the Deep Drive in the Left Field podcast Instagram. Uh, make sure you go shoot us a follow over there at Deep Drive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you go follow Ryan at, uh, no, sorry, go subscribe to him on YouTube uh, at Yankee Stats Hawk over there. Make sure to follow me at Unwinners on Instagram. And it has been a Deep Drive in the Left Field by Castellanos. And we will see you in our ep- episode number. 18. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.